welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I am Raul Rodriguez, and here's with me my promised gift, Billy Polyham. Oh, thanks, buddy. No, it's it's actually Sinbad. Oh, so you're Myron? Yep. I'm Myron my own business. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> also the thing that I said, my promise gift, that was the title in Spanish for this movie. It was called the promise gift. Hmm. I did not know that. So yeah, if you guys don't know, we're talking about Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. In 1996, the year Damn. I was born. Oh, my God. I forgot that you're younger than me sometimes. 96. I'm much younger than you. I was seven years old. Old. Shut up. I saw this movie in theaters, though. <laughs> yeah, because you were old. Not Shut as old up. as John Roca, though. Mm-hmm. He saw the talkies. The talkies were new when he was 20. Before we carry on with the show, we do have to start on a serious note. So if people didn't know, the over the weekend, as of this recording, a Screen Junkies Plus OG, known by his Twitter handle, Dizzle, uh, his real name was Donald, he committed suicide. And we've had conversations with him. and. He was a good guy, and everybody in the Screen Junkies community, which is the community that we became friends because of, just really liked this guy, and, you know, it's it's never good when somebody kills themselves. Just whatever you do, please, please seek help. And by extension, this year also took another Screen Junkies member, uh, Corey Williams, known as Geometroid, he passed away earlier this year, and you know it's really sad when just these people you you come to know on the internet and stuff. I mean, just people in general you get to know uh, passed away unexpectedly. It's it, it's it's a it's bad. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking because uh, I did get to meet Dizzle many times. I always got catch up with him at Comic-Con. And he always did that cosplay from the Chappelle show that I'm forgetting the name of the character right now. But Oh, uh, Tyrone Biggs. Thank you. And so he was always trending on Twitter. He was in a lot of like uh, different articles from the different websites that one of the best cosplays in Comic-Con. And he was always in a lot of photos with so many different cosplayers, not only about the Chappelle show, but also like with random characters because a lot of people like him uh, cosplaying as that character. And he was a really nice guy. Got to meet him at Comic-Con. We even went to some parties and it's going to be feel really bad after... Of course, when everything gets safe, like going to Comic-Con again, it's, it's going to feel a little empty that he, I'm not going to see him uh, catching up at Comic-Con in San Diego. So it's like Billy said, always get help. Don't be silent. I know that you can feel fearful, that you don't want to say your thoughts, that that 
it's not the only way out. There's always a moment of bravery and always try to seek help or at least get a little stronger before you get to that point. That will be my advice. Yeah. Depression and suicide because he he lost his battle with depression and did that. Um, it's something I take very seriously. It's something that I've had a little experience with and yeah, the the suicide prevention hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you ever have those thoughts, just don't be afraid to reach out to family or friends or this hotline, which is again one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can even reach us also. Yeah, I mean, if just, you wanna you don't wanna reach that phone, you can even reach to us also just, too. Just talk to somebody. Rest in peace, Dizzle. You will be missed. Mm-hmm. And recent peace also, Corey Williams. And to you as well, Corey. May your, may your star shine bright. Now we, we go back. Uh, this week, we're going to do Jingle of the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Sinbad, and uh, Jake Lloyd before becoming Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, it's it's always weird to see this movie knowing just how much vitriol and hate he is going to be given later in his life. It's really, really sad. If you guys don't know about Jake Lloyd, just you, you can look him up and it's unfortunate. These things tend to happen though. In in Hollywood, especially if you're part of Star Wars, you get a lot of hate. Just ask uh Ahmed Best who played Jar Jar. Yeah, um, the Star Wars fandom is a little, little crappy though. Like with some people, also if you don't agree with some the opinions of, just as all of the people that love the Last Jedi and all of the people that hate the Last Jedi, it has been three years and a lot of people still bitching about it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about the movie. Raúl, you want to start? I'm I'm mostly gonna try to be silent. I'll pick up on stuff that Raúl misses and. Yeah, we'll we'll just give thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, this was also clearly my choice because this is my kind of movie. It's uh, super crazy. It has all of the things that I love. Violence, weird adult jokes. It has everything. It's almost kind of like a... I also f- I consider this movie kind of like a, a spin-off of Home Alone because it has almost the sim- a similar vibe, especially also because it's produced by Chris Columbus as well. Yeah, but this movie starts, uh, we see uh, Jake Lloyd, his name, the character is Jamie, and he's watching a TV show about Turbo Man. Turbo Man is kind of like a, a Superman, but also the way that the way that it's shot, it feels almost like a Power Rangers kind of a, a, like a parody, the way that it's shot, especially with the villains. And so, and especially also with the makeup of the booster and the guy with the brain, the mentor. And so he, we see him like reacting to the show. And then when the show ends, he sees an ad about the Turboman doll that has the disc and it can, it can make, uh, it makes like five different phrases. And he's like, oh my God, I, I want to get it so bad. And then, and then we see the mom 
that is Rita Wilson. Uh, her name is Liz. And then she's like, oh, come on. We need to get you ready for the karate class. And he was like, I hope that dad is there. He was like, he will miss it. And then we see a, kind of like a Christmas party in like a, in an office space. And then you, we see Arnold Schwarzenegger talking on the phone with the many different customers. And then we see a secretary doing kind of like the love actually thing, kind of like giving him a message through different papers. And the message says, I was like, hey, are you going to get late? You're not going to reach the son, your, to see your son reach karate class. And he's like, I will make it. And he always ends the course. I was like, oh, yeah, you want 200 messages? You're my number one customer. You're my number one customer. <laughs> so, yeah, um, a couple of notes I put. I put Turbo Man as a Flash Gordon ripoff. But, yeah, you, you are right. He is very much like a Power Rangers. But Booster looks weird because he's just this big pink like tiger saber tooth tiger looking thing almost like and, a barney thing also yeah and nobody likes booster i i put he gets so much crap also because he's metatron though in a future scene <laughs> yes booger from revenge of the nerds plays uh booster later on in the movie like during the macy's day parade or the christmas parade in this case and i put arnold is a workaholic he he sells mattresses and his name is Howard Langston. That's the character's name, but we're still calling him Arnold because it's Arnold. And he somehow married Rita Wilson, who is just like really beautiful. <laughs> I just, I might say. Um, yeah, I also really like that it starts off with that Turbo Man cartoon or uh, series. And the president and first lady of those. It's Harvey Corman and Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman was part of SNL's original cast. And Harvey Corman, if you've ever seen Blazing Saddles or History of the World Part 1, you know who he is. You know, he's Count the, Mona, Count the Money. The Monet. The, the film, it moves really fast, too. It's like Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, it moves really fast. So like... um. Um, that's the thing that I like about it. It doesn't feel long, especially because I saw the the director's cut, so it didn't add a lot of scenes. Like I, I will tell them when we get there, but it was only like three scenes. I think it's like it has like an extra five minutes. And I'm like, I the thing that I want that I wanted to expect when I saw the director's cut was like maybe we'll get more about Sinbad, especially because there's a really interesting backstory that is only told in dialogue. That it would have been really cool to see a scene about it. Yeah, but then uh, uh, Rita Wilson uh, calls Arnold. She's like, hey, are you going to make it? Yes, I'm going to make it, Liz. And you're my number one customer. And she's like, oh, fuck you. And, she, and then Arnold's like, oh, I fuck it up. And then he, he hangs also the call. And then we see, we see Phil Hartman. When I was a kid. I thought that this guy was totally doing a Flanders, but a Flanders that was horny. I was like, huh, he's kind of like a horny Flanders. Yes, I was seven years old, and I already knew that that guy was having sex with all of the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, they're in kind of like the recital, and he's already preparing his camera to record uh, Anakin Skywalker to do the recital for karate. And all of the neighbors is like, oh, I know that you're like, you're really good at fixing stuff. 
I was like, can you fix my Porsche light? And and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And even Liz, it was like, even Liz knows. It was like, this guy is having sex with all of the neighborhood. I'm the only one left. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Hartman is incredible in this movie because he's always incredible. There's a great scene with him later with my favorite line in the movie. And he's very reminiscent of like a. How do I put this? A. He's kind of like a Flanders, if you think about it, but a horny Flanders. Yeah, he's like slutty Flanders without Mm -hmm. the mustache. You might remember him from such films as Jingle All the Way. (laughs) Oh, I miss I miss Phil Harmon so much. And Troy McClure. And News Radio. He was great in that show. I didn't watch it because I'm not old. Ah, shut up. <laughs> yes, I'm that old. You know how old I am? I watched most of Winks when I was little. <laughs> oh so anyway, he tries to get to Jamie's karate tournament and he finds that the traffic is backed up on the highway. So his way around it is to drive on the shoulder where you pull off if you have like an accident or something and just cheat cheat the highway system and try to like get back on it so he can make his son's karate graduation but of course a cop pulls him over and does the whole like are you drunk gives him the drunk driving test and all that stuff and he gets a speeding ticket because he was going very fast and he ends up missing it and then he gets to the house and he sees Ted outside the house putting out the lights outside in, in his house. And he's uh, like, oh, you can see that Arnold is already pissed, especially the way that, that Ted said. I was like, oh, I have some extra lights and I wanted, I didn't want your house to be left out. That is not kind of like a, a range for Christmas. It reminded me of Christmas with the cranks. Like uh, Dan Arkrog hated that the house from Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen was, didn't have anything of Christmas at the house. Because they did a competition. Oh, Christmas with the Cranks. That is a weird, weird movie. And I fucking love it, too. I own that shit. I I don't doubt that. Oh, the so, ham scene, dude. Oh, my God. I love the ham scene. <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks. Following day, he talks with his wife and she's just like, you know, why aren't you there for or don't apologize to me. Apologize to or. Don't apologize to me. I'm not the one whose karate graduation you missed. And then we go to Jamie's room, which has a Captain America painted on the wall before it was cool. And he has X-Men cover sheets. He has a sweet room. It's very 90s. Also, it's very 90s, but also it's all of that already belongs to Disney. And this is a Fox movie. So this is a Disney movie. You're right. That's why they have X-Men. And Captain America. It's the Captain America design from the X-Men show as well. So I like I like little touches like that. And so then he puts on the purple belt, which is what he got from yellow to purple. And he is just doing some karate. And it's great because it's Arnold doing karate, just trying to get his son to smile. But his son's having none of it. It's just like, you're never there for me and all that. And he's just like, well, I was here for 
I was there for yellow, and he's just like, but you missed blue. For every one that he does make, which is rare, he always misses. And we can clearly see that Arnold really does care about his son. He really values what he thinks of him. And that he is a he, he's a pretty good dad. He provides for his family pretty well, actually. They have a nice house. Yeah, and so he says, let me do something really important like uh, for, for you. And I was like, what is the thing that you want? Tell me what do, do you want? And he said, I was like, I already got it. I already wrote to Santa. I was like, no, please tell me what do you want? And I was like, I want the Superman action figure with the arms and the legs that move, boomerang shooter, with the five different phrases like, it's turbo time. Battery's not included. And I'm like, I love the consumerism joke in there because I did fall for it also when I was a kid. I was brainwashed by the ads of like getting different toys or video games because those ads make you learn those lines in those ads. Especially also kind of like going with the joke. One of my favorite scenes of episode is when Bart He's so desperate to get that apocalypse video game and he steals it from the from the store when he and then how Marsh is so disappointed by him. It's also I really like um also not going that much outside, but it's almost they share almost kind of like a link because it's almost kind of like how kids get so controlled by the machine. It's even also gonna be touched by Sinbad in a future scene. Yeah, we'll get to Sinbad. And I love that you brought up the Simpsons. Yes. Also, the con- you know you know what I'm getting, right? The consumerism message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and so... And then he says to Rita Wilson, we were really bonding about the tuber guy. And then he and Rita Wilson's like, you got it, right? Yeah, of course! But he immediately does this. I was like, oh, I fuck it up. He- his, I, I, put, I put his face when he realizes he didn't get the gift. Mm-hmm. Which is a great gif as well. Yeah. It's the and, gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, I got it. I got it two weeks ago. Uh, but And then Rita was, was like, oh, thank God that you got it early because right now it will be impossible to find. And then he does his eyes to the camera was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so what he does sets out to buy the toy. So he is driving everywhere. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. But of course, every store, it's sold out. They're like, you could get a booster and because there's plenty of boosters. Because nobody likes booster. No, everybody just wants Turbo Man. But I really love the scene with Chris Parnell, who's like, yeah, you have a Turbo Man? He's like, look, these fucking guys, they want a Turbo Man doll. And everybody's laughing at his face. <laughs> yeah, Cyril from Archer. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, the the dad from Rick and Morty. Yes, Greg. Yeah, and so yeah. before that scene, we meet. He's outside of a toy store, and we meet Myron Simbad. He's Myron a, Larrabee. Yes, and he's a postman, and I really like uh, going. Also, a link to our past episode. Talking about a postman, you can listen to our Klaus episode. <laughs> yes, the episode that we did on the main show before this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I brought this up to Raul. And he was just like, oh, yes. 
Nice. And I really like um I really like the way that it says so I was like, oh last minute shopping enough to drive a man crazy. And the the, the, the one of the first lines that Myron said was like, how stupid is that kids send Christmas letter to Santa to the North Pole? He said, I was like, I want a bike, I want this. And he simply was like, No, kid, your father has been laid off. <laughs> and he says, We're sitting up, we're set up by the toy cartels. They make kids answer to subliminal messages to spend and to spend and to make the parents feel like crap working 24-7. And me at the post office, my wife has slept with all of the people there except me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I put it's another cynical mailman. Yeah. Or just like Klaus Mm -hmm. is a movie before Shazam. But wait. He wasn't in Shazam because that movie doesn't exist. Well, not the Shazam you're thinking of with him as a genie. There's Kazam with Shaq, but no Shazam with Sinbad. It's, so a, it's one of those weird. It's Mandela a Mandela In the '90s, like, that movie was called Shazam. It's not real. It's real, goddammit. It's not. It's like the Bernstein Bears. It's not Bernstein. It's Bernstein. It's a Mandela effect, dude. No. Spearstein. <laughs> I'm I shit you not. It's that's what it is. <laughs> so then we get to that Chris Panel scene and uh and then uh Arnold grabs the the two guys I was like, please tell me, be nice. Where is your Christmas spirit? And I was like, one of those so like you can feel that Arnold does the thing about Arnold is so weird to see him in this kind of role because he's always the tough guy, the muscle man and everything that like he's technically portraying an American dad. Like a like kind of like a Pacific kind of man. And I really like the way that he's like almost carrying these two guys together. And then they say that a lady got the last turbo man that it was on, on layaway. And I really like it was one of the first gags that, that Sinbad uh, with the with the mailbag, punch, punch punches uh, Arnold to the stomach, and he's like, "Ha ha, I'm gonna get it!" And then Arnold grabs one of those toy remote cars and makes Simba to to slip like Home Alone style, and it's really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It, this was made during the '90s when the Cabbage Patch Kids and Power Rangers were big, especially Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, it's it's that consumerism, last minute shopping that you just hate, especially if you work those stores. It's hell. And I love that, you know, when they all go to the toy store, like all the last minute shoppers, they're all looking for the Turbo Man. And they all just. It's an all out war. And Arnold obviously has an advantage because he's Arnold. He is the size of a mountain. <laughs> Even though he's a mattress salesman, it's weird. <laughs> and but he gets tripped and like trampled on by all the parents, and then my or Myron ends up with the Turbo Man doll. I don't know if this is during that point in the movie, but oh, um, you're no, you're you're talking about the mall scene. We haven't gotten yeah. Into- oh. I'm 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 off track. Sorry. Okay. No. And yeah, so before then, that, we get uh we get put that cookie down. 
Yeah, we're getting to the cookie town because first we see a montage, and like you said, we see all of the different stores, everybody laughing at his face. And also, I, I think that I never noticed that you can see a marquee that says Tuberman the movie. And I'm like, whoa, fucking Tuberman also has a movie. That's why I also made the Power Rangers joke. Like, Power Rangers was so big that it wasn't even a movie. I will never forget my parents. My both parents were like, no, you take him to watch a movie. I'm not going to see that crap. And then my mom was like, I'm not going to go. They're like, and they flip it like a coin. And my father lose. And I was like, my father was like, fuck. Okay, let's go to the movies. <laughs> he really wanted to see the Power Rangers movie. Hey, I have that movie. I'm looking at that movie right now. <laughs> I grew I, up with Power Rangers. Yeah, me too, dude. I was a Power Rangers fan too. <laughs> and not just because one of the Rangers is named Billy. Oh, yeah. He was the blue one, One of the right? original Rangers, anyway. He was the blue one, right? He was. Triceratops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then he, we see Arnold getting out from a toy store, and he stumbles into Sinbad, and he was like, let's join together. Let's join forces. Let's team up. And then Arnold's like, no, we're not. I'm we're not. Oh, sorry. I skip it. Now we get to the cookie scene. Billy, you do this one because you're pretty good at oh, that. So he tries to call his wife. Yes. You know, just to tell her what why he is running late and stuff mm-hmm. or what he's doing all day. Because he was supposed to, like, prepare the food and mm-hmm. all that stuff or help her prepare food and stuff. But so Ted, who is Phil Hartman, is over and he's helping cook mm-hmm. because he already got the Turbo Man doll. Oh, yeah. For his son. Mm-hmm. And he's a divorcee, so he's got some time on his hands. And he's talking about, oh, your wife's cookies. <laughs> and he, so Arnold just goes, put that cookie down now. <laughs> no. It makes me laugh so hard. Uh, dude, I forgot how sensual the way that he said. I was like, oh, my God, your wife's he, cookies. He, he wants he does it so sexually the way that he moans about the cookies. Yeah, and it's hilarious. Yes. And, I mean, he just wants to fuck Reader Wilson. That's yeah. why he's there. I mean, to be fair, I understand. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is just me and the world. Or, this is me sharing my love for Rita Wilson, apparently. Nice, nice. So, yeah, then we get a uh, put that cookie down. Yes. One of the, the greatest, the one of the greatest lines from Arnold in all of his career. Put that cookie down. <laughs> it's just because it's because he's Arnold. Yes. There's another one during the mall scene. Yes. So Let's get to that. Yeah, we're going to the mall scene. So they hear from someone. Brian was like, they just found out that we got a they got a late, a late shipping package like packages of Turman at this mall. And so Simba was like, "Fuck you!" And so like they get to their cars. And fucking Arnold, like, backs a person reverse, and he fucks a, a motorcycle, and then he picks it up, and it's the same motorcycle from the same cop. <laughs> and he breaks his mirror. So we see Arnold, like, he gets late to the mall, and we see, like, 50, no, like, almost like 100 people. And I really like how dumb it is, because it reminded me of one Black Friday. Like, they had a system for you to get a fucking Xbox. 
you get kind of like a random paper, color paper, you will get one. I was like, no, I just want to push people and scratch some bitches to get the fucking thing. I want my classic Black Friday. I like pushing people to get the things that I want. <laughs> and, and so the guy is like, also, because of supply and demand, the prices have now doubled. And everybody's pushing away, and that's when you see throwing all of the balls, and everybody's trying to get it, and then you hear, it's the most wonderful time of the oh, year. Yeah. At one at one point, Arnold gets silly string in his eye. Yes. Or, uh, I'm pretty sure it was silly string, but it was <laughs> it was done by Sinbad. Mm-hmm. And he ends up with the Turbo Man doll. Yes. Or he ends up with two of them, actually. With two balls. Get him! He got two! He got two! Get the mailman! Everyone (laughs) is just going after uh, Myron. Mm -hmm. It's great. And then we see Arnold chasing the ball, and you can hear... I fucking love those kind of music. I always forget what is the real name of that song. Oh, uh, Yakety Sax. Nice. And so... And then as he's chasing the ball away, a random kid, he gets it. And then he chases this kid into, I don't know the word, not even in Spanish. Yeah, a ball pit. But the thing before the ball pit, like uh, kind of like doing that hallway thing and then going through the the slide. I remember that they... Oh, oh, playground. Thank you. A playground. playground. Thank you. And so uh, it's so funny seeing Arnold so fucking tall and big trying to get inside of all of those things in the playground. And so and then he grabs the kid from his mouth and everybody thinks that he's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, because if you see a grown man going after a kid and he so the kid ends up with the Turbo Man doll. And he, he, he walks away and he goes, I'm not a pervert. I'm just looking for Turbo Man doll. And then we meet what one of the most randomest plots in a Christmas movie. Yeah, this is where it gets weird. It's the, the Shady Mossman Santas. And he's just like, hey, you're looking for a Turbo Man doll? He goes, forget it. I'm not sitting on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> and I really I re- like the guy from Bad Santa was like showing him the photo. And then they have a Turbo Man with a paper almost looking like kidnap. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's the best. This is the scene that it got deleted. So, uh, the following scene is we you see Jim Belushi and the guy from Bad Santa and Arnold Schwarzenegger driving. And he's like, "But where are you taking me?" I was like, "Don't worry about it. You're gonna get your doll." I was like, "This day has been crazy." Says Arnold. I was like, "And then also I got this fucking horrible man that he's." Showing his feminine sign, trying to get to, to the to my wife, trying to get my wife's attention. And Jim Belushi was like, "I don't want your life story." So that was a deleted scene on my in my edition of the DVD. And then they get to the sweatshop. Yeah, I forgot to mention the mall Santa is Jim Belushi. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the name of the actor, but I know that he's the same actor from from Bad Santa. Oh, oh yeah, Danny Woodburn. He's he always plays like. That's the second time he played an elf. Well, third, if you count Bad Santa 2, which I don't. There was a two? Yeah, <laughs> it was not good. Yeah, so... So he goes to, like, this weird sweatshop factory, like, behind the mall, with all these mall Santas. 
Like they are com- about as different as they can be. Oh yeah, there's a giant one. There's a little one. There's a nation one. Small Santas of every race and size. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's all in this one mall. And the mini Santa is actually Vern Troyer. Yeah, I you know, was like, oh my god, that's mini me. Yeah, the late Vern Troyer. The, he pays the money and all that, but it ends up being a counterfeit. Yep. It's an off-brand uh, Turbo Man. And especially with... And, they're just, and again, they're just like, yeah, we got plenty of boosters. <laughs> especially like, uh, it says, Es el tiempo del hombre de Turbo. <laughs> And we get an enormous fight between Arnold and all these mall Santas, and it's hilarious. So yeah, he starts beating the shit out of all these Santas until the police arrive, which is the second time the police show up for Arnold. Yeah, also, do you know, because I'm pretty sure that that big uh, Santa that was trying to punch Arnold, that he punched Mini-Me, that's a, that's a WWE fighter, right? Yeah, that's the big show. Nice, nice. Howard gets out of it, or Arnold gets out of it, by posing as an undercover officer. Because, yeah, you take one look at this guy, and you're like, yeah, you could, he could be a secret agent or something. He's, again, he's a mattress salesman. That's a pretty good bank, though. Mm-hmm. They're, they're his num- I guess he has a lot of number one customers. So, yeah, he's just so tired. And he runs out of gas. So, like, literally and metaphorically, he runs out of gas. And he's so stressed. So he just goes to a diner, and he calls home, wanting to tell his wife the truth. Which it shows that, you know, he at least tried really, really hard. But his son answers the phone. And he's talking with him, and his son just keeps pestering him about... The total man. Uh, the Turbo Man and his promise to be home in time for the for the parade. That's going to happen. And he gets so frustrated that he yells at his son, which is a weird tone shift. It was like this super playful, and then it was just, or it was this hilarious big mall Santa fight into just this, the point in the movie where you can honestly skip it. Then it just takes a hard right turn where he just yells at his son. Yep. And then he feels really guilty and sad about it because his son, again, scolds him, rightly so, for not keeping any of his promises. Mm -hmm. And he can see that it's starting to affect their relationship and his son's starting to resent him. Yeah, especially because before he, before Jamie says, like, you never keep your promises and then uh, Rita was just like, damn you, Howard. But before that scene, we see the kids petting the reindeer, the test reindeer, and the the the, the fat kid, uh, the, the son of Ted, he was like, oh, you know what? Maybe your parents need a divorce. He did, he did wonders to my, to my father. Now he's so different. And that he's almost telling, uh, telling Jamie that maybe his parents need a divorce to be better. Maybe that will that will he change his father. That's why he got so mad because he never keeps his promises. But also, I also get the side of why Arnold got pissed because even though he didn't keep his promises, he forgot to buy the toy. 
but he's trying. He just fucked up so many Santas. He got this. His car got destroyed. He punched a lot of people. He almost got arrested because of the kid. He committed a hit and run. Yeah, he committed a hit and run. Like uh, so many things just for him. And I will get why he snapped because he was like, for just stop fucking talking about the fucking Turbo Man. I'm pretty sure that my father, he will snap the same way. Yeah, every parent that's gone through like a kid wanting something, kids will always pester their parents if they don't give them their thing right away. And you can understand how at a certain point, there's there's a breaking point. He finds that Myron's at the diner as well because he did end up losing the Turbo Man doll in the mall scene. And they just talk over some coffee. And Myron tells... This is where we get a story, Sinbad's backstory, where he tells Howard about his resentment towards his dad for, get it, for failing to get him a, a Johnny 7 OMA which is a one of those fake uh fake military guns. It was a it was very best selling though. Mm, kind of like the and one from Christmas story? No, it's not it's not a Red Rider action BB gun. It's <laughs> like one of those like fake um it's one of those fake like you know the Nerf machine gun yeah. sort of thing? Mm-hmm. It's something like that. I was one in one. I never got one of those. <laughs> I didn't get the machine gun. I did get some Nerf guns, Ooh, for sure. You're not talking about Nerf, even though it was not Nerf. I did get the Spider-Man, the first with Toy my wire, that you can launch, like, the spider webs. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I got him with the toy string. Yeah, it didn't fit me. Even though I was just, I just put it because my hands were already too big. I was already, like, 10 or 11. So it didn't fit me, but still with some tape, I put it on my wrist just to pretend to be Spider-Man. <laughs> the the firing mechanism on mine eventually ran like it messed up oh uh, yeah me too <laughs> but yeah so they listen to a, uh the radio oh wait actually Sinbad there's, there's says because he never got that gun he that's why he's now a screw-up because he says that the, his neighbor got that gun and then and he says that maybe because he never got it, because the neighbor he got it, and then he became a billionaire and etc. And that he, this is a weird thing. And I'm like, why will Arnold imagine that his kid will be a screw up if he doesn't get the Turbo Man doll? Because he imagines Jamie dressed as Sinbad was like, cheers to you, father. And then he's drinking. I'm like, that's a weird scene. Even when I was a kid, I didn't get it. Another weird sharp right turn yeah it, 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 this movie is full of them that can i agree this is what that, that one is, is full of them yeah. yes so then there's a radio station and it advertises a contest for a turbo man doll so of course arnold and sinbad are fighting to get to the diner phone to name all of the reindeers <laughs> yeah they gotta name every reindeer well the phone gets pretty damaged. So they have to go to the actual radio station because the DJ couldn't tell them or. No, the, the diner guy says, I was like, wait, the fucking station is two blocks from here. Yeah, yeah. And so they're just, they book it out of there and we get a pretty fun, like wacky chase. And when they get there, 
the DJ just tells them that the competition was for a gift certificate. Oh my god. Which it's like the early bird special for Star Wars toys. Back in the when Star Wars was first being made, Kenner had a toy order for Star Wars. Like they had the toy rights. Unfortunately, they couldn't make them in time for Christmas. So what they would do was you would have the box, like the empty <laughs> box set, and a certificate that guarantees that you would get the figures once they were made, and it was called the Early Bird Special. It that's basically the same thing. But the police are alerted because, you know, Arnold and Sinbad are pretty aggressive about it and they're antagonizing. Arnold breaks the door. Yes, Arnold breaks the fucking door. And then Simba says that he has a, an explosive device, a homemade. Yeah, because for whatever reason, Sinbad has a letter bomb with him. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? You're not the Unabomber. He went postal, though. That, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, and one of the officers sets off the bomb by accident. The same fucking cop from all of the movie. Yes, the same cop that pulled over Arnold during the beginning of the movie. And that's a, that's a good recurring joke, but it's it's just weird that Sinbad just has this bomb. So then Arnold returns to his car, and he finds they that the tires, the motor, everything, everything it's taken, it's it's useless. It's a shell of itself with uh, Mary Xmas painted on the windshield just to rub salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and this is the following deleted scene remember that he arrives to his house on, on a tow truck? Yeah. This is the deleted scene at the tow truck. And he's practicing what he's going to say to Rita Wilson. And the, the, he has this lady, that she's the truck lady, the tow lady. He says, I was like, Liz, I'm sorry. I have a certificate showing, like, and like I have a certificate for the toy. And then the driver was like, show some emotion. And he said, I was like, I feel as a father, as a man, as a husband. I'm sorry, please forgive me. And the lady was like, what did just put on a dress and weep like a little girl? And then he just stares at uh, uh, she. She just Arnold just stares at her, and that was another random deleted scene. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they got rid of that because he's just about to go into his house when he finds that Ted is putting the star on the tree. Like, come on, that's just mm-hmm. insult to injury even more. He's had a very bad Christmas Eve. And then he remembers that he has a Turbo Man doll sitting on his tree. Because he bought his for his son weeks ago. No, he says that four or five months ago. He said it at the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, damn. He's a dick. Yeah. Because he's Flanders. He he wants to be like like a, like, look at me. I did this way before everybody else did. I'm perfect. Yeah, even though you're a divorcee. So what he tries to do is he tries to steal that Turbo Man doll just out of spite. And so that he can get hurt. And this is when he the reindeer gets loose. And then it it's ends up he, he ends up first of all, he 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 burns he, a Baltimore. He, he should be getting arrested because he he's breaking and entering. Yes. So that's another one to add to the list of various crimes that Arnold commits in this movie. And also he broke the Baltazar, the head went to the to the fireplace, and then he throws the head 
to the carolers through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and so the reindeer ends up inside the house mm-hmm. and fights Arnold. Yeah. At one point during the fight, towards the end of the fight, Arnold punches the reindeer in the face so hard that it just yes. it just falls over. Which it reminds me of Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer, where he punches a camel and nothing <laughs> happens. I'm dead serious, he punches a camel. And this he punches a reindeer. Dude, I remember I was seven years old. Everybody in the theater was flipping when he punched the reindeer. It was like, fuck yeah. And well in Spanish it was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> So in Spanish, it's fuck yeah as well. No, it's not fuck yeah. It was like, oh, con madre. Oh, they were like, con madre is kind of like a PG version of fuck yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> and so... This is yeah. then, it's my least favorite scene in the movie when he gets caught. Oh, yeah, by Rita Wilson and Ted? Yeah, I I always skip this scene. Yeah, but one I mean, scene I get, I, I, get it, I get it, it's important, but it, it just makes me uncomfortable to watch. Because I don't well, like seeing oh, my boy Arnold. Yeah, also because, you know, it's always the thing in a lot of 90s movies, the yeah. liar reveal. So well, not really, not really. Oh, yeah, actually, it is a liar revealed. Cause it is a liar reveal. You're right. He did lie. And so then I like a, a phrase that I never noticed before. When Phil Hartman, the way he's like, I will take you to the parade. And then he says to Arnold Schwarzenegger, was like, you, can bench, you cannot bench out of this one. And I'm like, Damn. Was that scene improvised or what that was part of the script? That I don't doesn't matter like script line. It feels like Hartman improvised it. it yeah, it sounds improvised. I was like, it's a good line though. It's pretty direct to Arnold. I mean, it was like uncredited, co-written by Chris Columbus. Mmm. Yeah, it sounds like a Columbus line. It could be too. Yeah. Not that Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Because F that guy. Also talking about lines, before he punches the reindeer, he's always like, you picked the wrong day. Pow! <laughs> yeah, there are some pretty good Arnold one-liners. Yeah, and then we see the parade. Yes, and it's a pretty cool parade, to be fair. And he lets out... There's so many different characters. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. Snoopy, Cat in the Hat, the gay couple, Bert and Ernie. They're really diverse. <laughs> It's true. Sorry, I was a kid and I pre and I knew that Bernie Ernie in Spanish, Beto and Enrique. A lot of people knew that they were gay. It's never been confirmed <laughs> that they're gay, dude. But we all know. In my canon, hey, canon, they're yeah, gay. Yeah, me too. I, I'm a firm believer that Bert and Ernie are gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with Seinfeld. That. So he so he lets out the kids and they. First of all, they leave the kids unsupervised at a big parade. Okay. Whatever. And then he just tries to seduce. Make a move. Yeah, he tries to make a move on Rita Wilson. And he's very aggressive. No, but the way that he says it was like, Liz, don't hide your feelings from me. That's what I mean. He's very aggressive with how he's like saying stuff and is making it very obvious. And she's just like, what the... Get the hell away from me, you weirdo. Yeah, he's like, I don't have to tell you. I'm a very eligible bachelor. A lot of women would love to be in your position. I was like, fuck, I didn't remember this. I was like, damn. (laughs) And then thankfully, she has some sense, and she hits him with a thermos of eggnog that 
he offered her earlier. Because, of course, he has the eggnog, which is terrible, by the way. Eggnog is horrible. Yeah, like, uh, damn, like, uh, wow. I didn't remember that line when I was there. I was like, damn, it didn't hit me. Now as an adult, I was like, dude, I was like, damn. <laughs> so the next scene is when we see uh, Arnold bumps into the cup again, and the cup is now drenching hot coffee. And so the cup is uh, chasing him. And all of a sudden, he gets in kind of like to a warehouse. And then you see this random guy that he's like kind of like a director kind of thing. He's like, oh, my God, you're the guy, right? You're the guy. You're the guy replacing Pete. And all of a sudden, they put in Arnold in like two, many different like things over him. And because we haven't noticed yet that we're going to get the review. But I really like the thing that the director so was like, oh, my God. And also, thank you that you came last minute. They heard that Pete maybe is now reacting, and maybe he could have some brain function. So I'm pretty sure this second time will be the best one. Like they, they're kind of like another scene that that Pete guy that they were practicing the the stunt with the Turboman suit, that that guy almost died. <laughs> Arnold is in a Turbo Man costume because they mistake him for the actor that will play Turbo Man during the parade. He uses this to his advantage because he gets to present a limited edition action figure to a random child. And who does he pick but his son because he sees him there and nobody calls him out on the fact that he knows his name is Jamie. Yeah, especially like uh, he's pointing and he doesn't have his mic on. And when he put his mic, I was like, Jamie. And I was like, there was like. I know that he's on the suit and I know it has to be charming, but I was like, imagine all of the kids when they know the story after what happened. I was like, so that guy dresses to a man to get his son that gift instead of like choosing another kid. They will feel that's kind of like douchey though. <laughs> yeah. And so then we get Sinbad dressed as Turbo Man's arch enemy Dementor. Yes. And it's great because I just, I love seeing Sinbad just act way over the top because mm -hmm. he's, re he's really into it. Yes. Because he, he just lost his mind. I guess he's got nothing to lose at this point, aside from, you know, his job at the mail um, at the post office. Mm -hmm. And so he kidnaps his son. So now Myron is in trouble because kidnapping. Also, he punches he punches Metatron and dresses Booster uh, out of the cart, and all of the kids are like nobody likes you, Booster, and they're beating the shit off of Metatron. <laughs> yeah, and that's again Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. He plays the guy that was Booster. By the way, he's smoking a ton. Yes, and yes, the kids beat up him because nobody likes Booster. Yeah, sorry guys, like uh. I never saw the Revenge of the Nerds, so for me, he's Metatron for Supernatural. So Yes, Raul is a huge Supernatural fan, for those that don't know. So, then we get the chase. Yeah, it's a pretty fun chase. And I really like this poll. The, the, the reporter was like, oh no, the mentor is almost about to win. This could be the end of civilization. Like, the way that they're narrating what's happening, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, the reporters are really into it. They th yeah. everybody thinks it's all part of the, like the parade, mm -hmm. and it's a stunt, which involves uh, a jetpack flight, which yes. is incredible. 
because it's a costume that can fly. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. And so, I, I just put the costume can fly. Mm-hmm. So does this mean that Arnold was the first live action Iron Man? No, we got the Rocketeer. I know. I knew that you were going to bring out the Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. It's a good movie, and, though. Um, I love the line also. He does the, the catchphrase for Turbo Man, which is, it's Turbo Time. Yes. But he just presses the button, and he's like, it's Turbo Time! <laughs> also, we skip a staple of 90s kids movies. A random kid punching another guy in the balls. Jamie yeah, punches a symbol in the balls. Uh, a great nut shot. Yep. So eventually, Sinbad gets the toy from Jamie or from Jake Lloyd. But he's cornered by the police because the police have been chasing these guys all day. And Howard saves his son because he's a good guy. And so he reveals himself to his family and he just apologizes for everything. Like, you know, not being there, not making time for them, which is really the only big major thing that he's done and not counting the film's events where he commits various crimes also you can notice Rita Wilson's reaction was like Howard it was like Mm-mm. she she totally gonna bang him in that suit this is the 90s this is so Arnold was still in peak physical condition the police returned the toy to Jamie because they arrest Sinbad and this is the cheesy part of the movie where everything is turning out okay, but Sinbad's going to be arrested. But Jamie, being the good kid that he is, decides to give the toy to Sinbad for his son, saying, I've got the real Turbo Man at home. <laughs> and everyone's like, yay! yay. And they carry, they, they give Arnold the hero um, moment. The hero moment where they literally carry him on their shoulders. Yeah. Also, another thing that I always feel bad since I was a kid, and I'm like, I know that Sinbad, even though he didn't make the bomb, but he technically, he knew that he was a bomb. But at the same time, I feel so bad for him because he also did all of those things to get that toy to his kid. And also, yeah, and I actually, I actually do like that. You know, I mean, he's he's probably going to need somebody to post his bail, but he. He really appreciated what uh, Jake Lloyd did. He's just like, oh, thanks. You know, this will this will mean the world to my son. Thank you. And genuinely, really, you know, he, he was in the same position that Arnold was. He was just more stressed because, you know, being a postman, it's probably not an easy job. I mean, I'm a faithful during, wife also. Oh, man. And especially during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Ooh, God. holiday jobs are already tough enough as they are. And that's where the movie ends. No, wait. No, Until we get the a post credit scene yes. where Howard ends up putting the star on the tree. And it's nice because it's Christmas and everything is good. And then Rita Wilson is like. Well, everything that you went through for Jamie, it makes me wonder, what'd you get for me? He does the face, and then it ends. It's hilarious. It's great. I also put in my notes, uh, unrelated, I probably should have put this earlier. I put, 
Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Jake Lloyd? <laughs> the wise, the not wise. <laughs> it's a Sith legend. No, I was going to say another joke that I skipped when he's watching the TV and the way that he, like, he, he saw says with the Toro and I was like, you can see this man almost too ready to almost to kiss some younglings. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're sorry, Jake Lloyd. I mean, I wasn't old enough to give you shit and all that stuff, but he didn't deserve all that. Oh, no, he didn't also. I was 10 years old. I was never mad at uh, Jake Lloyd. The thing that I was mad that that was not the movie that I wanted. And I was 10 years old when I got out from the theater. I was like, well, that's not the movie that I wanted, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> and so, really, that was Jingle All the Way. And what did we think about it? Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Yeah, I have some mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, it's very 90s. It's very cliche in some parts. You know, oh, like, what's he like Arnold didn't do this and now he has to go everywhere getting some wacky hijinks and I think it's only called Jingle All the Way because Jingle Bells is in the beginning yeah I'm pretty sure that the title in Spanish is way it, it goes well to the story like the promised gift it's a really good title oh yeah and uh, there's another one there's Jingle Bell Rock later in the movie Totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun Christmas movie where the lesson is don't be... Uh, you got to make time for your family because they're the ones that are important and all that stuff. And then it just has those weird moments. Consumerism is bad. That's another yes, message. consumerism is bad. And then it's just the weird tone shifts for me. I love like, the, I love weird tone shifts in movies. You know this. As, yeah, but that's a big flaw for me liking a movie. I mean, at least with like other movies, the there's a tone that's consistent, so you know what to expect, or you you're accustomed to whatever the movie sets out to do. Here, it's just like it could be fun and whimsical in one moment, and then it gets super dark. But it it doesn't let up for a while. It just takes these sudden turns. You can change the tones in your movie if you want, but they got to make sense. You need good transitions, not just these incredibly random turns. Now, I want the R-rated remake of this movie. Oh, forget it. I'm not sitting on you all. <laughs> Who will be Arnold? Oh, my God. They will do The Rock. Oh, hell no. John Cena. That would be funny, though. Yeah, it would it would most likely be John Cena or Dwayne Johnson. Mm, I would prefer John Cena though. So wait, who will be Sinbad? Kevin Hart. Oh God, no! He's a tiny mailman. Ooh, get get ooh. Ah. It would just be nothing but height jokes. Yeah, that was the thing. It would be too predictable. All of the Kevin Hart jokes are really predictable. But yeah, so this film, again, was released in 1996, and critical reception of this movie is not good. It was it has a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fake reviews. A, review, a lot of bad reviews, including one from Roger Ebert that was less than 
or he he gave the film two and a half stars. Mm. Where he liked a lot of the movie, but he thought the energy and humor would which would have mass audience appeal. He was um it's he was disappointed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas and by the choice to go with action and mild violence over dialogue and plot. I think that was the which point. like <laughs> I mean like what do you expect? It's a cheesy Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Produced by Chris Columbus. What do you expect? Yeah, Chris Columbus is known for his cheesy, childish movies. I mean, just look at Home Alone. He like he didn't write the screenplay, but he did direct the movie. Do you have anything else to say about Jingle All the Way before we give it our ranking? I, it's a really good movie. I really like it. I consider it part of the Home Alone canon for me. Uh, before Home Alone 3 came out. I'm one of the few people that defend Home Alone 3 because it's so damn ridiculous. Um, uh, Like for me growing up, I'm so lucky that I grew up watching all of those 90s movies that they're so like with different tones. They're violent. They didn't give a fuck about anything. And I'm like, I feel so bad for the kids today because there's a lot of good, good, there's some good kids movies out there. But there's a lot of cookie, a lot of kid movies that are like so childish, like made for kindergarten kind of kids. Like watch all those stupid uh, Secret Life of Pets movies and the Minions. Those movies are stupid. At least there's some movies that they kind of like have the '90s feel. Like even though this movie was ridiculous, but it was violent. Like the the Boss Baby. The, talking about weird movies, the Boss Baby that would be a good episode to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a fever. Yeah, thing. the the movie it is kind of like trying to make sense of the of that movie. That movie is really confusing. Yeah, but I will give this movie a ten. I really like this movie. Oh my god! I know what you're gonna say. Wait, wait, let me guess. You're gonna I give it kind of like a that. six, five. Uh damn. Uh, five and a half. Wow. In terms of like being a movie, it's pretty average. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, um, I'm giving it an eight. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So, really, yeah, as an actual movie, it's pretty average. But in the spirit of Christmas, I'll give it a, I'll give it a higher rating. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a six and a half. Why not? It's not the greatest for me, but it's it's just good enough. You know what? Paul Feig will be a great director for a remake of this movie. He would. Yeah, that that's our show, <laughs> guys. Well, you can follow the podcast at SYNS Pod, and you can follow me at Raul Vero RDC on TikTok, Stardust, Instagram, and on Twitter at Raul Vero RDC and you, Billy. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at BeeBusterBill. All the Bs are capitalized. And you can follow me on Instagram at Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, our Twitter is at SYNSPod. And you can give us a like and review on Apple Podcasts. We have an Anchor and a Spotify, I believe. We have Spotify. We have uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're, we're everywhere where you can we're listen. We're out of them. Castbox? You don't know. No, I don't know that. But yeah, that was another episode, and Raul will do the thing.
and first, Feliz Navidad, and then see you next summer. Tan, 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 tan.